we are back for episode 10 of Journey to a Million here. And we have a, a very awesome episode planned right now. We have the Super Bowl 56 recap. So, of course, we have the Journey to a Million squad. Myself, Jared Vleski, and then Zach Roush. And then to add to it, the other man in the sports crew, Jordan Lorenz. Jordan, how are you doing today? Oh, fantastic. It's episode 10 of this. You guys had to bring your biggest guest on of all time. And that's why I'm here. I can't wait to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah so we had that biggest guest on last week, and uh, I guess we just need a little, a different type of guest for episode 10. An encore. Yeah, and that's that's Jordan Lorenz here, and with that, let's get into the big game here. Super Bowl 56, we're going to talk all about it, we're going to talk halftime show, we're going to talk commercials, this is going to be exciting, so without further ado, let's start with the game. Zach, I'll let you go first, you're going to, you know, what, what did you, your initial reactions of the Super Bowl? Overall, game-wise, talk about um, it. Well, you know, it's a good game for the Rams. And uh, they came out on top. So it's seven sacks, something like that. I kind of talked about that last week on the podcast about how I thought the Rams' D-line was going to be a big factor. And it turned out that it was. Joe Burrow was under pressure for a lot of the game. And I've seen the last play. I'm sure everyone's seen pictures now about how Jamar had uh, Ramsey beat and then Burrow just didn't have enough time. So Ramsey was on the ground again, and that was like his fifth time on the ground in the game. I mean, that one time he got face masked. Well, that that one doesn't count. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Um, I I thought overall the game, I wanted a close game. I thought it was going to be higher scoring than it was, even though, you know, Rams defense being how good it is. I just, I felt like, you know, we might get a lot of passing, like kind of like, you know, the first play to start the second half. I thought we'd see a lot more like touchdown, you know, bombs like that, bombs away. But uh, it was a lower scoring than I would have predicted, but it was still, you know, like a three-point game like Jordan Lorenz predicted, right? Absolutely, I did. I wanted the Evan McPherson field goal to end it. Sadly, we didn't get it. But I think one of the big keys there was, Joe Burrow, his offensive line in the first half, they were, like, fantastic. They were really doing no wrong. They were giving them time. They just weren't able to move the ball the best. Second half, they come up with the big play. Obviously, should have been called back. Then they got the makeup call in the Rams' final drive. However, like Zach said, seven sacks, whatever it was. Eventually, that Bengals O-line, we knew it couldn't hold up for long. And if it wasn't for Jamar Chase, obviously, the Bengals wouldn't have got here in the first place. But still, just get Joe Burrow an O-line. Yeah, he almost had another... uh bad injury um he yes. stayed in the game but yeah with the battle line like that i mean they held up in the first half like you said but that's just not going to be okay in the future if they want to get to the place they are this year you know he denied medical attention as well on the sideline it was his good knee it wasn't his bad one but still i mean that's just hard to joe yeah. burrow you gotta love him yeah um and then looking at the game we saw right away you know obj get that first touchdown that was exciting and then talking Plus 900. about obj yeah uh that was that was a devastating blow, I'd say, to the Rams. That was where I thought, you know, momentum we saw actually switch and kind of head towards the Bengals uh, for sure. But that was just having that, you know, Odell go down now, we know he tore his ACL. Uh, that, was, that was just a big moment because, you know, it, it really felt like with Cooper Cup, you know, in those first two or three quarters, like we didn't really see a lot of him. Maybe I, I saw some people say, you know, maybe that was a plan, you know, to just keep him until the fourth quarter, which obviously I think is ridiculous, but uh that was something that I'm sure you guys all saw too, but what did you guys think of, you know, overall the receiving core kind of, we talked Zach and I did about big games last week, potentially like Van Jefferson, you know, other guys. 
What do you guys think? I mean, they stepped up when they had to. It's the biggest game of their career so far. And, you know, Odell, I mean, he did get hurt, but he had a good first what quarter. When did he get hurt? In the second quarter, I think it was. Like middle second I mean, or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, Cooper Cup stepped up at the end with probably the biggest touchdown of his career. So, I mean, I mean, obviously. So, I mean, they stepped up when they had to and plays were made. I mean, when you're going to put Eli Apple on Cooper Cup, you better go to him 10 times out of 10. But at the end of the day, well-deserved MVP for Cooper Cup. So happy for the guy. I mean, to win the Triple Crown, then win the Super Bowl MVP. I mean, I've got a stat for Drew and I when we do episode 50, stat of the week. One about him just in general. But OBJ, for sure. Do you guys think, okay, hear me out. If OBJ would have been a Packer, do you think that Aaron Rodgers might not have hyper-targeted Devontae as much in the first round? Or do you think it really wouldn't have mattered and OBJ wouldn't have done much to the team? I think Packers would have made the Super Bowl. You do? Yep. Oh. Oh. I like that. No, I, I'm, I think that would have been big because look, look at what happened in the divisional round. We saw Rodgers, you know, constantly he didn't trust targeting anyone tunnel vision. Yep. Yeah. So he I think having else. another guy Aaron Rodgers could trust, I think that could have been, you know, a, a thing that would have really helped the Packers out other than the special teams not helping them out. Right. So I, think, I mean, even even for their defense, like the 49ers wouldn't put their best guy. I mean, they'd have to choose between Adams and, you know, Odell then. So then they'd have to put two of their best guys and split them up instead of just like double covering Adams or, you know. Well, they really don't have like a lockdown corner. So it's just well, any, any like, team, any team, really. I'm talking. Yeah. I mean, you'd still cover Adams over OBJ, but yeah, it just gives another option and somebody that Rogers would be able to trust and go to in those big moments. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it worked out in OBJ's favor. So even he was in tears. I felt, I mean, good champion. for him to finally get that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> and then Higby being out, that was kind of the other big, you know, um, headline this game because they really, you know, was it Bryson Hopkins? You know, four I was very surprised to see that because I, on one of my DraftKings, I had got Blanton for cheap because, you know, he's been doing some stuff throughout the season. I was very surprised to see they went to Hopkins a lot more than they did him. Him, yeah, and he we really didn't see Blanton get a lot of. I don't even no. know if he got targeted in the game. If I don't think he did. Not, you know, I, no. not we didn't see a lot of him overall. Looking at the Rams' offense, and then of course Cam Akers. Wow, that was abysmal. That was they, the running running <laughs> game against. Wow, credit to Bengals defense, of course, but the run defense. But that was horrendous. That was, I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, they Thirteen were, carries for twenty-one yards. I mean, you're not going to win a Henderson Super Bowl with even that. Too. Four, five, yeah. seven. I, I was surprised Michelle. to see they put Henderson above Michelle. Like Henderson was just coming back, and Michelle was clearly the RB one when it was Michelle and Henderson. But I mean, Henderson had like one good run, and then that was it. He really didn't do much. He caught the ball a few times better than Acres. Yeah, yeah. Well, while we're talking about running backs, is there? Did they like come up with a reason? Was there a reason why uh, P Ryan was in last drive That's of the game? That's what I was going to bring. Perfect. Yeah. I, I didn't he's their third down back but like then it doesn't make sense because when the game's on yeah. the line you better just put Mixon. yeah even they got what let's throw the play you know when they let uh, cooper cup rush for that seven yard run where they kind of designed a play for him you get the ball in yes. the hands of your best player when you need a, a first down right in a, in a yeah. moment like this why didn't we see you know we saw jamar chase run the ball once but maybe you know we'll have him do some sort of run that we saw i, I just felt like mcveigh kind of out coached taylor i'd say in this game in terms of just overall play calling and like play, you know, overall just schemes because we saw uh, McVeigh get the ball 
in the hands of his best players when Taylor didn't look P Ryan was the one Samaji P Ryan was the one getting his last touches for when the game was on the line. So, well, it was okay. I did call it. It was third and one, you know, I was sitting at home. I said, run the ball. Cause I figured it's easy. You pound it up five yards there and expecting your run call timeout. But then for them to put P Ryan in instead of mixing, it was a little confusing. And also back to that Cooper cup one on third and one with like 40 seconds left. It's a little risky if you would want to run like a jet sweep or something to chase. Cause those can easily lose five yards at a time. You know what I mean? So like, I understand not taking the risk, but at the same time, to P Ryan, the safe choice, it wasn't a good choice at all. Yeah, I, I'm spot. I, you're you're spot on. I think that's that's just how it ended up being. But I want to talk about a few, you know, controversial calls. Of course, you know which one I'm bringing up right away. Start a second half, 75 yard bomb to T Higgins. It looked like a little bit of a grab of the face mask, I'd say. A uh, little bit. I, well, I say a little bit because I, I believe the officials said there was no grabbing of the face mask. I didn't see anything come out. Uh, Zach, did you see anything regarding um, anything like NFL rules, like regarding post-game? Um, they always do review. No, I didn't see any message from the NFL or the officials come out. So is this just one of those situations where they say like one of the refs was running downfield and he just missed it? Like he wasn't looking or something stupid like that? Because like how do you even yeah, possibly defend the snow call? Here it is. Yeah, you probably um, just say they're running. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it says simply put, um, the fishing crew didn't believe it impacted the outcome of the play. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I that's yeah. definitely okay. going to be disagreeable, I think. Definitely should have just said he was running and didn't see it. Yeah, that yeah. would have been a lot better. <laughs> because, they just, I guess they don't have a lot of faith in Ramsey. I don't know. Yeah, right. That was. Yeah, I guess it's a judgment call, and they're saying, you know, it's not enough to in- impact the play. I, I, whatever. I think Ramsey, you know, other than that play, we saw him get burnt a couple times. Hey, but yes, um, we kind of saw him. You know, he was on, he was on following. I wouldn't say following, but he he was on those top receivers and Higgins chase. You know, boy, we saw him kind of with those guys, of course, but you know. A lot of people were kind of criticizing his performance in the Super Bowl. I don't know what you guys thought of Ramsey's performance. Well, I mean, the Bengals have some great receivers. I mean, it's a hard job for Ramsey to try to guard all of them. I mean, we're expecting him to be, you know, be with them on every play. I mean, every every player is going to slip up a little guarding those players. So, like, I don't really take – I'm not going to put too much blame on him. Like, it's a hard job, and he did the best he could, and there's – you know, he did what he had to. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's – how it was. Uh, we'll, let's talk a little bit more with the defenses on both teams. One guy who really stepped up for the Rams, you know, Ernest Jones. I think that was that was a guy you might have not heard about. You know, many people throughout the whole year, but well, he stepped up when it mattered most. He even had a sack in the game, six tackles, total tackles, and then one assist, two with that. But he made some big third down plays. You know, some big deflections. Just overall, a, a corner and you, a guy you need to step up, and the other day he did so. I thought, was there any other guys on defense who really, you know, stood up for you guys for the Rams? How about Eric Weddle tearing his, uh, yeah, that was towards Peck in like the first half and yeah, he to play the rest of the game, put the That's brace on, and he's insane. good to go. Yeah, tough. That's insane. And then just for him to come out of retirement in the first place, just to play in the postseason and then do this and then wins the Super Bowl, and now he can go retire again. Like, you can't write it any better than that. What a story for the guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's talk Bengals defense here quickly. Uh, I know the big story, of course, Eli Apple was on Cooper Cup that last play, but I, it's tough because you know Cooper or 
Eli Apple gets a lot of, um, you know, let's say criticism and he, he likes to tweet a lot. So do we think, you know, Eli Apple, because overall, if you look at, you know, his stats and stuff, he was, he was a solid, you know, a solid corner in the NFL this year. Um, and I know he gets a lot of bad rap, but I guess, what, what do you guys think about Eli Apple? I, I know well, first of all, of- he talks too much for his own good. And that kind of comes back to hauling him. That's why all these guys are tweeting at him, but I've always kind of compared him to King in a way on the Packers. That's exactly the comparison that came to mind. And, like you said, the, you're guarding Cooper Cup on the last play one-on-one, and Cup's going to get that ball no matter what. So that's tough, but at, at the end of the day, Apple missed a few, and he also made a few good plays. So he was 50-50 in the Super Bowl like he has been all year long. And I do think that he's not going to stop talking because uh, he didn't oh, no. respond to all this controversy by saying, uh, y'all, uh, y'all reawoke a fire in me. So he's probably going to keep the same energy all next year and the rest of his career. I mean, if that's what he wants to do, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Back it up. Yeah. You're going to talk. You got to back it up on the field. All right. Um, Now, do you guys want to talk commercials? Do it. Let's do it. So we'll we'll talk sleeper here first. Yeah. Sleeper. We love sleeper. Join our sleeper squad. (laughs) Twitter at JD sports pod for the link, you know, Jordan Drew underscore sports crew on Instagram for the link or just message any of us. So um, with that, you know, they sleeper did a giveaway. $5 $5 for every crypto commercial that aired during the Super Bowl. If you entered a contest and you know what all four of us did, right? We all, we all entered. Did you just have to enter one contest? Just one. Okay. I wasn't sure about that. So what happens then is yeah, you, you all of us, you know, sitting anxiously watching the Super Bowl commercials waiting for a crypto commercial. And we got four of them. $20 sleeper gave every single one who submitted a contest. Just, just for having sleeper, just for entering a contest. So another reason sleeper's the best. And would you like that was a great promotion, I thought, because we knew there was gonna be a lot of crypto commercials. And we I mean four of them is a pretty good, pretty big number. It was like crypto commercials and electric cars, and like those dominated the Super Bowl this year. Did you guys scan the QR code on the commercial when it was up? You had to have Coinbase. I you scanned did. it? You bet. I did not. I did not. Really? Yeah. I waited a few seconds and then I did. I was like, okay, let me just try. Zach, this. did you or do you know how to, how those work? Um, well, I do know how they work. I didn't know I'm not from like the 19th century. <laughs> they work on a flip but, phone. Uh, yeah, apparently they do. Zach's but, uh, iPhone five. Yes, I did not. But uh, some guys I was watching it with did, so I was able All to right. see it. As long as someone did, that's all that matters. Yeah. You know how much money they paid just to put up a QR code? Like, that's the easiest, most low-budget Super Bowl ad of all time. And, hey, it worked yeah, it's out. Like, yeah. it's, like, it's cool. I mean, it's who's new, not going to know where that QR code goes? Some old lady at home probably thought, like, her screen was going or something, and she was all confused. <laughs> Needs a new TV. Yeah. For sure. And, and, yeah, with the episode, or with the Super Bowl being on NBC this year, we saw it on CBS last year. I'm trying to find the prices right now of how much it is. And it was, you know, spots are starting at six, 6.5 million. Uh, if you look at it stuff. was up, up, up like 2 million from last year. I think it said we learned about that in our class. And is that for a 30 second ad? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And it's yeah. all the big companies too, that don't even need a promote, which makes no sense to me, but they got the money. So that's all that matters. And I'm seeing seven you know, million here. Maybe a couple of years it'll be a Jordan Drew the Sports Crew uh, commercial. <laughs> when we yeah. get the, okay, well it'll be about ten million dollars by then, so we're a few mil behind. I just just a little bit. saving up. 
Just <laughs> a little. Don't bit. worry, I'm trying. Uh, also, guys, halftime show. Initial thoughts, reactions. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I know a lot of people. It got positive reviews. A lot of people were dubbing it as the greatest halftime show ever, which you could, of course, make that case. So, uh, let's start, Jared. Here, what what, did, what were your thoughts seeing that halftime show? Yeah, uh, I don't like particularly listen to like all that music, but like even as just a, a casual fan of just the halftime show, like I would take this ten out of ten times over Coldplay and Maroon Five, uh, Katy Perry, whoever's been on lately. Oh like, come was, on, I love Katy was, Perry. <laughs> this was like twenty times better. Like just the way Snoop Dogg entered, and you know, it was just it was great. I loved how they shared it up, and I think it was perfect. Ten out of ten. Yeah, Zach. Well, uh, I actually knew some of the people on that halftime show this year. So uh, I thought it was pretty good. (laughs) Impressive. Uh, Jordan? I have a funny story. So I was at work on Wednesday and some old lady came through. You know, she's like a regular or whatever. She was asking me about the game. She's like, you watch it. That Oh, yeah, of course I watch the game, blah, blah, blah. She's like, what did you think of the halftime show? I was like, oh, it was pretty good. I didn't mind. And keep in mind, this lady's like 70, 80 years old, something like that. She's like, yeah, well, halfway through, I had to mute it. And I was like, oh, why is that? She's like, well, I didn't really know anyone. And that's not my style of music. And like, I think that's honestly perfect, though, because it caters to like the 40, 50 year olds who kind of grew up with that and kind of the younger kids now who listen to that type of music. So it was definitely hit or miss. But most of the people that are on social media are going to love it because that's the demographic they were going for. And I think they nailed it. Exactly. Uh, Bernie Van Hovel, I think he really enjoyed that show, knowing the music he listens to. Um <laughs> Oh, no, it was, it was good. I liked it, enjoyed it all, and I thought that really added to the Super Bowl experience. But before we do this last thing, I want I want to talk about. I want to hear what you guys would rate the Super Bowl overall. You know, commercials, the game itself, and the halftime show. Scale of one to ten. I'll start though. I will start. I'll give it. I'll give it a seven. I thought it was a solid Super Bowl. Seven. Uh, everything I went. Yeah. It's kind of low. Really? I don't know. All right. Zach, go next. Uh, um, uh, I'll give it a 7.2. Oh. Got to be weird with it. Yeah, I had to. All right. Jordan? I was going to go a 9, but obviously that's a little high now. Coming in this game, I'm a Joe Burrow guy, right? Love my LSU, love Joe Burrow. So I was rooting for him hard in this game. I came in saying I didn't really care who we went, was going to win. But then, like, at a halftime, I was rooting hard for the Bengals and then on that fourth and one where they couldn't convert, I got a little sad, but so happy for Matthew Stafford finally to get that Super Bowl win. All it took was one season, and now there's all the Aaron Rodgers slander in the world. I mean, finally news is coming out that he's divorced, so people aren't liking him for that. They're making jokes. They're making jokes about Stafford. The guy can't catch a break, but who cares? Happy for Stafford, and finally he can cement his case to be a Hall of Famer. And Cooper Cop, Aaron Donald, all those guys, Sean McVay especially too, just Good for them all. Very happy for them. I love this game. It was a close, good game. Middle of the road scoring-wise. Obviously took over three hours, but it's the Super Bowl. That's what you expect. There were some good commercials, good halftime show. I couldn't complain. Is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer now? I don't know why. Uh, I think he's got a few years yet, but I think he definitely will get there. Not quite. Almost. Um, I would rate this an 8. There have been better Super Bowls, like the game in general, like when, you know, uh, 28 to 3 like games like that there have been games that have ended on scoring like the last point wins but I mean 
a defensive stop defense does win championships. So it was, it was nice to see that. Like, it, I like the game in general. Halftime show was amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, eight, eight's not bad. I wouldn't go as high as Jordan, but I'd say an eight out of 10 was pretty good. Yeah. My I mean, old, we also had to, oh, go ahead, Drew. Okay. My whole thing was like with the injuries, you know, seeing OBJ go down, that really yeah. was a, a bummer. Higby was out. It just felt, you know, you know, we, we didn't get like everything we could have gotten out of it. I, I don't know, which might be. Well, strange. it also could have been a shootout, which would have been a lot more fun. I guess it was like a 45 42 game that went four and a half hours, but Joe Mixon threw a touchdown as well. So I want, nice little trick play. I wanted the Philly special to work for the Rams. I was so upset, unbelievably upset because yeah, I thought like, that, was, that was perfect. Oh, I Cooper would say, just missed it. Yeah, I would say like the, the I think it was Chiefs Bills. That game was ten, like five times better than this game just because it was a shootout, like Jordan said. So I would rather have seen that, but it wasn't bad. It was still a good Super Bowl. Yeah, and to wrap it up, guys, we have some Super Bowl 56 prop trivia. Oh, All right. boy. Here we go. I don't know. I'm thinking two to three questions for each person, and it'll be pretty simple. Um, you guys got to keep your own track of your own, you know, how you're doing. Uh, I was going to say, why don't you just say it, and then whoever answers it first wins. We can do it that way too. I just wanted to keep it a little surprise. So it's basically stuff. We're going to start start of the game. Was the coin toss heads or tails? Heads. Tails. It was tails. It was. It was heads. So it was heads. You know how I know this? Pat McAfee bet forty grand on the coin toss that it was going to be tails, and he lost. And now back to back years, he's <laughs> lost his bets on the coin toss. Lost seventy grand alone on him. I knew it was heads. Jared, you should have known that. I'm very disappointed in you. Should have big Colts bias here. JT and then won next obvious, obvious oh, yeah. one here. Who will win MVP? Who? Yeah. The Super Bowl to... MVP? Yeah, Super Bowl MVP. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. So, I mean, with that, do we want to kind of talk about it, him winning that Super Bowl MVP, right? I mean, I think it was well-deserved. Did you guys think that was Aaron Donald, maybe? No? Or was you guys cool with Cup? Mm-hmm. They opened it like in what the third quarter or whatever, and to me it was kind of still in the air. So I was like a little questioning it, but then at the end of the day, Cooper Cup well deserved. Obviously, on the final drive, of course he was going to get it. You could give it to Aaron Donald, but more often than not, it's going to go to an offensive guy. I agree with it. Yeah, Cooper Cup had a great game, great season, great way to end up or end out his season. It was it was good. It was well deserved. I'd I'd say. Yeah, I'm. Just, I, I think that's the way to look at it. Uh, here we go. First down or first touchdown score for the Bengals. Who was it? Is that Joe Mixon touchdown to T. Higgins? Yes, yeah, T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Got yep, it. T. Higgins. It was indeed. That was plus six fifty for that one. So that was people cashed down that. And let's move to some over unders because that's kind of our bread and butter here. Uh, here it is. So I got some of the props up for that were used in the games. We'll start. We'll we'll do the rushing yard one for Joe Burrows. Eleven and a half. Did he hit it? No, 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 he did not finish with two under was there was that one play, though, where I don't think it was the last he could have ran for the last play, but there was one play where he like nearly went through and he probably would have ran for like 20. Rushing yards for Matthew Stafford was five and a half. I don't yes. think he ran once. No, it wasn't over. He didn't. Yep. No, he it got was. it. He got it. Oh. Six. Yeah. He got six. Really? People were concerned with it kneeling out potentially with like rushing yards to lose him. So. That's Can I say something them. about that quick? I saw oh. something that there was a stat like two Super Bowls ago or so. Um, I think Mahomes, his line was like 35 rushing yards. He had like 50. And on his last three plays of the game, he lost like six yards on each kneel and ended up getting like 34. And he was like one under. 
That's so I was ridiculous. like the biggest. Yeah, <laughs> that's always a, a scare, of course, with the draft. The NFL needs yards. to just have kneels not count for a loss of rushing yards. That's ridiculous. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, we'll do the receiving yard Cooper Cup. It was one hundred five point five. I think he was no. under. He was, he was under, under indeed. Yeah, with ninety two. Joe Mixon's line was sixty and a half for rushing yards. He hit that under. Did he hit? He, it? Know, he, he, he hit it seventy two. No way. He got it. He, he got had like it. two so, big runs, but otherwise the rest is yeah, forgettable. A lot of people were concerned, you know, taking any run, any um, running back in this game because we. I'm not even going to read Acres. We know we know he was the under yeah. by forty three yeah. by far. Uh, there's there's two more I want to do. I want to do the receiving yards for Tyler Boyd thirty nine and a half. I think he was under. He was I didn't over. See him much over really? forty-eight. Yeah, that was sneaky by the all How the many receivers, receptions. Do you know? I Two do not three? know, but all the receivers basically hit for the. They all hit for the Bengals. Uh, Chase Boyd, Higgins yeah. and Boyd, Boyd. All of them. All of them had the overs. So that, that Boyd was, had five receptions. I just looked it up. Go. Wow. And then here we go. Last one. Color of liquid for the Gatorade shower. What Blue. was the color? Blue. It was blue. So, I, yeah, I knew that. Plus 490 on that one. I just saw those pictures on Instagram earlier today. That's why. And then um, I, had, I had a Yahoo fantasy slate going, and that was one of the questions, and I guessed that right. So. Oh, Big there you go. So what I were the options? Was it like blue, yellow, red, green? It was blue slash green or white slash orange. Oh, they gave you both. That's kind of uh, cheap. That was generous. Yeah. Yeah. I know Zach likes to read some of the big parlays. So one FanDuel Sportsbook better. They cashed in big $100 same game parlay for $64,475. One hundred over 64K. That's do you know what the parlay was? I do not have that up, but that's the same game parlay. That was that's how you do it. So oh yeah. That's just we always like to read those because you know it's a sleeper, but Oh, there's the one that guy who lost what right four and a half million dollars or something like that. The one guy Probably. who bet on the Bengals. Oh yeah, yeah. The the what's guy his name? Houston. I'm blanking on it. The, yeah, uh, furniture mattress guy. Yeah, yeah. He would have only won like seven million, also, which is kind of ridiculous. So like mattress Mac or something. Yeah. Yes. He yeah, bet on Mac, the World Series. Like you know, he's he's made had some big bets. I think, I thought he bet on the Braves. Like he bet on he bets on I think like he baseball. Did. Yeah. So he's made money. So, like, I mean. He he still has gotten his money up on all the. Oh yeah, he's things. fine. But I'm just saying, you lose four and a half million dollars or whatever it was. Tough. That's gotta hurt. Wasn't it? Was it Drake that bet like six mil on the Rams? Who was that that bet on the Rams? I don't know. Should, there's no reason to bet that much money. Uh, no, Drake, not at all. Team. Especially if they're the favorite. One point yeah. six million on the Rams. One point six. Oh, well, you got the yeah. six right. Something about OBJ, but they did refund OBJ. Uh, OBJ's bet on a lot of no on a lot of things because he got hurt. That's kind of dumb. For though. like parlays for like um, receiving yards, I believe he did or receptions. They refunded it. That's yeah. dumb. They never yes. do that. Uh, yeah, they did on um, I think on other places that will remain nameless. Um, yeah. But, oh. uh, for sleeper, you know, I, I believe they did not, but hey, they gave out for everyone free twenty bucks. Basically. Yeah, that's why we like sleeper. They're not just going to give you money back. You don't deserve and it. Some yeah. places, like I said, didn't even refund it. You know, like, and they didn't give anyone money back. You know, so like, yeah, like that's why you go sleeper. You go, don't don't go anywhere else. Stay no. with sleeper. So I didn't get a single parlay right. What? 
All right. He said it was a terrible ad. That's okay. So <laughs> to wrap it up, guys, you guys got anything else? Super Bowl predictions next year. Who you got? Colts, Packers, book it. Well, Packers with Aaron Rodgers or without? That's just what I want to see. That's not what I think. <laughs> I'm calling it. It's going to be the Bills and the 49ers. Ew. I was definitely going to go Bills, though, but I'm not sure on the NFC team. I'll say Bills Packers. Dude, the NFC, like, next year is not going to be good, especially if Rodgers goes to the AFC. Yeah. There, it's not looking good. AFC is loaded with, like, young quarterbacks and up-and-coming AFC teams. AFC stacked. I, would I don't say think Burrow Bills, makes it back for a few years. Bills, Rams. Rams, repeat, not repeat Super Bowl, but appearance, and then Bills take it. That could happen for sure. Buccaneers nope. aren't going to do anything, so I don't no, know. The Bills are due. You know, I, the bills are definitely going to be in it. Yeah. Perfect. So anything else for anyone else here on the four crew podcast? I don't think so. Thanks for having me on. This is a fun time. Yeah. So episode 11, then will be next week of journey to million. And that will be hopefully our first, you know, real episode of focus on the rebuild or not even rebuilds, but like the off seasons for teams coming up. Preferably we're looking to have the Rams on next week. So be on the lookout for that. Of course, episode 50 of the Sports Crews next Monday. Jordan Lorenz's 50 trivia questions coming on the episode. So I'll be ready to answer all 50 of those. There's right? like 10 sports involved. You better be ready. And then College Athlete Spotlight Wednesday, of course. And then also the breakdown for EWC Sports Tuesday. So Can't wait. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Don't we have the seating by then as well? Because isn't boys seating we, this weekend? We should have the seating, yeah. Uh, good, I so can't wait. There'll be a lot of good stuff for Jordan Lorenz to talk about on solo duty. So Let's do it. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Expect, you know, Classic Four episode week next week. And we're almost the one-year anniversary of the show, so it, it's going well. 52 is going to be a big one. You bet. So, yeah, with that, thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Jordan Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.